you know me, I'm a sitcom dude, so. <laughs> well, you're going to love these episodes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because if we break it up, we can, like, really get into the meat of each show. I guess. You know what I'm saying? It's so much to each show, so. Yeah, yeah. And then we wanted to, didn't we want to kind of, like, uh, did we want to compare, like, really briefly uh, the Fresh Prince to Bel-Air? As a part I kind of do. Prince? Brick, have you watched Bel-Air? I'm caught up. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, so we'll, um, we'll put it Welcome in to there. the Marcus and Josh stuff. Oh. Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> That's why you get fired. <laughs> if you do this again, Jason, you're leaving. We're kicking uh, you out. Uh-huh. Yep. Yep. Uh, well, yeah, welcome to the Marcus and Josh show. <laughs> Jason sabotaged our uh, intro on purpose. He felt a little salty about us kicking him off the show. Uh, actually, he voluntarily left because him and Josh got into it. And so I just kind of got in the middle. But I'm kind of small, so you know I wasn't able to stop them from beating each other. <laughs> yeah. So... Jason's but I'm here for now. Yeah, this has been a real problem. Yeah, this has been a real problem on the show. I'm the problem. Okay. <laughs> okay. Oh, it's just all funny to me because I grew up knowing both these guys, you know, and uh, never know Jason to have a temper like this. But apparently, there is a dark side. <laughs> My name is Marcus. I'm also a uh, music artist uh, by 7:30. Uh, I'm joined by a few pretty awesome people today. <laughs> We've got uh, Josh. That is me. I'm Josh, a.k.a. Prop Josh. I'm an animator and writer. <laughs> and Jason's here. <laughs> Jason's frowning right now. <laughs> I'm not smiling. <laughs> yeah, Jason's frowny. <laughs> frowny. We'll call him frowny today. Yeah. So, but you can look me up and... Uh, if you want, but I'm here. I'm Josh's brother. We're glad to we're glad to have you with us, uh, Frowny. <laughs> we also have a special guest in the building today. We have uh, Brick Jackson in the house. Gang, gang. Yeah. Yes, sir. How you doing? What's up, man? I'm good, man. Excited to be here. Yeah, with my homies. Yes, and, sir. You know, ready to do it. Yeah, so this is kind of a redo episode because uh, we <laughs> ran into some technical difficulties. Uh, this is this isn't Brick's uh, first time with us. We've we've, we've uh, hung out before, but uh, unfortunately, uh, what would have been I think our twenty first episode, I think it, it got like kind of messed up with the audio. So we got Brick back in the house, and we're gonna be yeah. talking about some. Uh, and t- tell us a little bit about yourself, Brick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, word. Okay. Um. I played Little Nicky on Fresh Prince. Most people don't know that. Everybody like, whatever happened to him? Well, it's me. I'm here. Um, so I'm happy to be here to talk about Fresh Prince. Um, you know, it's funny, though. I did say that to a room full of people who didn't know me one time. Mm-hmm. I was like, it was like, hey, introduce yourself. And I'm like, well, I'm Brick. I'm an actor. 
I live in, I was living in Atlanta at the time. I live in Atlanta. I'm happy to be here. And just before anybody asks, yes, I'm little Nikki from Fresh Prince. <laughs> with a serious face too. <laughs> I felt so bad that I took that entire room. I had to oh, think, guys, no. I'm just playing. I was gonna let it ride. But everybody I, mean, I would love to see. You would have had to keep oh, it up all day. <laughs> I would have, yeah. have to pretend that somebody was going to Google eventually. <laughs> but uh, I'm an actor, man. I live here in LA. Uh, also, you know, a writer, sketch comedian, improviser, uh, fresh, freshly new stand up comedian, uh, producer. I do a little bit of everything in the arts because you kind of have to today. Yeah. I've also been doing some voiceover work, working with Josh, man. I'm happy to be here, man. Yes, it's fun, man. Talking about my favorite pastime sitcoms, man. Yes, sir. Awesome. I'm ready. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna talk about uh one of the greatest I would I would say uh, at least arguably one of the greatest sitcoms of all time, uh, the Fresh Prince of Bel Air. And uh, Josh, I know this is your favorite, your personal favorite, right? Yeah, it is. I've seen every episode at least three or four times, at yeah. least. Yeah. Same. Yeah. So. Uh, we're going to get into it, y'all. Uh, before we do that, I want to remind everybody to rate, subscribe to the podcast, uh, give us some reviews on whatever podcast streaming app you're listening to us on. Email us at markandjoshshow at gmail.com, M-A-R-Q and Show at gmail.com. And you can also follow us on social media, Mark Josh Show. It's M-A-R-Q. J-O-S-H-S-H-O-W on IG. Yeah, so the fresh to the motherfucking prince. <laughs> Let's get into this thing, y'all. Uh, Josh, this is your <laughs> Yeah, it's your show. Yeah, this is your this is your shit. Yeah, so uh I started watching this show. I don't know about everybody else, but I started watching it when it first premiered. Mm. Uh, like back in was it 91, 90? Yeah, 1990? Yeah, early. Yeah, like nineteen ninety. Yeah, yeah. I remember appear- appearing on TV and stuff, and and uh, I was like, oh, this is, I I loved it immediately. Yeah. Now for me, I've always been a Will Smith fan. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of people would be like, oh, I started liking Will Smith when he was in Million Black. Or I started liking Will Smith when he was in uh, Fresh Prince. I've been a Will Smith fan since he was. It was DJ Jazzy Jeff and the Fresh Prince. Yeah. That's how far back. Like yeah. I, I was like in first grade trying to trying to rap along to parents just don't understand. Like for real. That's how grade, far huh? back. Yeah, first grade. That's how far back I was a fan. So of course when I heard he had his own show, I, I loved it. And, and you know I'm still to this day a huge Will Smith fan. Mm. So yeah. so of course I love the show. It's funny. I just I just listen. I won't say listen. I'm not gonna pretend like I'm a reader. I just listened to the book, um, the Will, Will Smith the book. Audio. Yeah, I was. I listened to, and it was cool. I, I would advise anybody if you were a Will Smith oh, fan absolutely. to definitely listen to the audio version because it's him reading it. Um, clips and there's music, and he goes back to talking about not just his upbringing, but you know 
how he got started in rap, the crazy story about how he got cast on Fresh Prince. You know, mm-hmm. I don't know if anybody heard this story. He's told the story in interviews before, but um, the unique way he got it was he got invited to, he was hanging out at the Quincy Arsenio Jones. Hall show. Yeah. And then he got invited to Quincy Jones's house, house. And yeah. Quincy Jones's drunk ass makes him audition on the spot. And on they the basically spot. signed the contract. Yeah, because yeah, yeah, he, yeah. yeah. he says something like, uh, everybody that needs, that, you, that needs to know, that, need, that you need to impress, it's in right here, right here, right here, right. You gotta go so like, forward, and and it's crazy because like I mean I've seen I, I kind of from you know being an actor all these years kind of watch a show when you when you do the pilot everybody here knows that you know you do a pilot months ahead of time before the actual show is picked up. It was a crazy whirlwind that the show premiered like in like September, and that meeting that he had was in March, and like that's in a crazy amount of time to get a show approved, casted, shoot and then air it like it's crazy so mm-hmm. but no i mean and but that also to me that origin story shows like it, it ties into how unique i felt the show was there's no other show on television since in my opinion too that's been like fresh prince of bel-air Hands like down. the timing of the show itself like it it was it as a child seeing the way he was dressed the way mm-hmm. he was talking around and, and then like it was a good it was a combination of like you had the best of like what people would consider black excellence on this side and then you got like representing the straight hip hop backpack street side on this side you know with the the whole culture like the the colors and everything that was revolutionary at that time like it just came together so nice like and so like you, you can't recreate it because it's that's that has been done now so now all you can do is try to copy it or you know do better or whatever yeah i was gonna say that uh you mentioned a word that like fresh prince is culture like it's straight Mm -hmm. up Mm -hmm. like you think it marks a period from you mean it premiered in 1990 so it's like it literally marks the 90s of like when you think Mm -hmm. about the 90s fresh prince bel-air is iconic Mm -hmm. (laughs) Right. And I think, too, you know, sitcoms typically like to kill off a parent. There's one parent that's not there, mm-hmm. whether somebody, daddy, the, the mama dead or the daddy died or somebody not around. Mm-hmm. And but what I think that was so unique about that is it took a family sitcom where, he you know, he didn't have his father, but he had Uncle Phil. Mm-hmm. And for so many people who grew up either with a father that they did not get along with or a father that wasn't in the house or you know, whatever combination you could think of, Uncle Phil was so many people's dads mm-hmm. or the kind of dad that everybody wanted. Even though he was hard on, you know, his kids in a lot of ways, like outside of James Evans, like in Mufasa, like I wanted <laughs> Uncle Phil right. to be my dad. You know what I mean? And I had a dad and I love my dad. Don't get me wrong, rest in peace. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, like there was nobody yeah. like Uncle Phil that just, right. and the fact that he accepted Will as a part of his family was was amazing but mm-hmm. i think you're right like it, it it combined two distinct cultures and it took family sitcom and fish out of water mm-hmm. and kind of rebranded it that's it, it. Was, that's what yeah. yeah fish out of water that's it yeah rebranded the fish out of water all right yeah. so speaking of uncle phil let's go through all the characters um but yeah i agree with you brick uncle phil he's like he was like he was the father like mm-hmm. and there's there's other sitcoms that will show like the dad be kind of dumb and mm-hmm. Uncle Phil was not 
that not at, at all. all. Uh-uh. Not at all. He, he was smarter than everybody else in the room. He right. knew what Will was going to do before Will did it. Like, yeah. And I love, too, that, that they made the character in the original Uncle Phil. Like, he was Will. He made it alluded to the fact that, hey, I was kind of like you when I was younger mm. before I got my shit together. So, mm-hmm. like, there was a the level of understanding. And I think nothing like that. I never knew the backstory behind the scene in the pilot at the very end after him and Will had their exchange. And he turns around and he plays the piano. And, mm-hmm. you know, Uncle Phil just kind of makes a face like, hmm, mm-hmm. maybe this kid's got something. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And then he walks away. Turned out that was improvised. But it was a great moment to kind of set their relationship off from the jump that it was like, yo, you know, I might, I'm going to be, this kid is tough, but you know what? I see myself in him mm-hmm. and I think he's going to be all right. right. And, and I see very, potential like, in him. Right. And I see yeah. that there's going to be a positive turn as we go down the road. And I thought that was a great way to start their relationship. Yep. Mm, nice. For sure. All right. Let's talk, let's talk about Will. the the star of the show. Uh, I think he went through some good character growth mm-hmm. throughout the show. Yeah, now, Will, he's a little bit of a, 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 a so Will, he he's kind of girl crazy. So he's a little bit of a player. But <laughs> other than that, uh, one thing, especially when you watch the whole show, and I was noticing a lot, he's so likable. Everybody likes mm-hmm. Will. Mm-hmm. Like, no matter where he goes, that's why he's called the Fresh Prince. Yeah. Because everybody likes him. And it's like, he impressed he'd be impressing these these snobby people mm-hmm. you know like these these True. uptight snob, snobby people and they'd be like he'd be you know like you remember the episode where uh he was applying for princeton or something like at, in yeah. High oh, yeah with the golf yeah he was forced to go to the golf to the interview yeah yeah that one we yeah forced uncle to phil to forced interview. him to go oh, okay. to the interview yeah and uh yeah and so and carlton was like surprised and then carlton tried to act like will he couldn't oh, do the same. Yeah. Yeah. It was like, because Will's like, I'm just here because my uncle made me. And, and but he impressed that guy a lot. Mm-hmm. He was all because that's how Will was. He he always um just made people like him. He has no magnetism. He, he has the je ne sais quoi is what hey. that's called. Mm, that's that's what he has. It's French. He has yeah. that it's French for I don't know. Je ne sais quoi, that unexplained whatever it is that magnetizes <laughs> people to him. And well, they just like charisma. him, and it just charisma. Yeah, charisma, and it just shines through no matter what. And it's so, part of just him being himself. Just yeah, like, I think that that's right. what even in that episode you just talked to about Josh about like the difference between Carlton and Will in that episode. Like Carlton was trying to put on the front, but it's like mm-hmm. Will was just being him, and I think that's something that we saw throughout the whole series, like from day one mm-hmm. when he entered in. He's just as goofy as he is. He's just being himself. Mm-hmm. And I like what you said. Like there's evolution because he grows as a person, but it's like. He's still himself throughout the whole show. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And I think like this shows how smart the creators and writing staff for the show is. And also the cast, because they had a heavy hand in, in how the story is geared. Mm-hmm. You look at like they did something I thought was really cool in the first season. And I didn't really catch it till I rewatched it recently when it got back on, um, I think it was on Peacock. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the things that stood out to me was they decided to basically show what could have been the pilot about halfway through the series when they did the day day one episode where he's telling Ashley and her friends the stories about when he first his oh, first day at yeah. Bel Air Prep. Yeah. And yeah. then you see how everyone like Cornflake and all the rest of the kids immediately like like took to him and started wearing their, their jackets inside out like him <laughs> and everything like that. Well it's supposed to be kind of like a horrible thing uh that that and Carlton thinks you're not gonna, you know, fit in and he ends up like dazzling everybody. Mm-hmm. It's a perfect like showing of what you're talking about like his charm Mm -hmm. and we saw that and i love that they save that till later on in the series the Mm -hmm. first season that we can see okay this is how he's adapting because he's just authentically him and everybody took to him being authentically him 
So that would have been the pilot? It's what some people would think like a pilot episode would be, would be yeah. like, you know, his and first day school. at school and yeah. you know, maybe it might, or maybe the second episode. Mm-hmm. They saved that till much later on. I can't remember what episode number yeah, it was. Yeah, I remember. It was but it was lot, much yeah. later on in the, in the first seat. We had already... Josh knows what episode number it is. I don't. I don't. Come on. I mean, they also did something very unique Man, that you never see premiere. in the first season of a show either. They did a clip show midway through the first season. How do you do a clip show <laughs> in the middle of the first season? <laughs> I well, clip that. shows were big back then. Yeah, the, the mall episode, man, and it, I love in the mall episode too because they added uh, parents, uh, girls are nothing but trouble. Um, yeah, yeah. Wait, remind oh, me yeah. of what happened yeah. on the mall episode. Huh? Uh, the mall episode, basically, him and they had a party, and they needed to shop for the the, the costume party for Halloween, mm-hmm. and Will and Carlton fell for the same girl, um, who was the waitress at the. Everybody had their own story. Ashley and Hillary got hit because they thought that she, she stole something. Um, Aunt Viv was singing in the booth, um, Proud Mary. And then Uncle Phil was yeah. trying to buy uh, this pen holder. <laughs> he got caught up in this electronic show store. Right, I mean, right. So everybody had their own story in the ball episode. And it was a two parter. But most of it right. was them doing clips. And then also it was that fantasy scene where Will Smith said that, you know, Quincy Jones came over. It was an episode with Heavy D, Malcolm Jamal Warner, mm-hmm. Kadeem Hardison all showed up. Mm-hmm. Y'all remember that? Am I, am I remember. I, I don't remember. Make remember. That, am I said, did I make that episode up in my no. head? <laughs> See, my memory of uh, Fresh Prince is very vague because a lot of most of the episodes I haven't seen since they were it first like, on TV. Wow, really? Like, mm. uh, like with Martin is a little different for me, but with Fresh Prince, I feel like yeah, I've seen every episode, but a lot of them I haven't seen since like back then unless like i caught it like on a rerun or something like that right but, you know well i gotta i gotta i want to ask josh's question and josh what do you i've always been kind of on the the rough side of it that season six will smith seems so out of place in comparison to the rest of the series like he he seemed like they didn't give him a direction in season six carlton was on his way to princeton ashley was getting into modeling Hillary was was about to get her own talk show. Mm-hmm. Well, her talk Uncle show Phil, was going to New York. New York to uh, yeah to New York, yeah. and then you've got Uncle Phil who's running for office and his conflicts with Aunt Viv on that. Will wasn't giving anything in season six. Yeah, was Will was just working one. at that place, right? Just on the he was working on the he was working on the Hillary show. Yeah, yeah he, he wasn't working at the Peacock anymore either. So the scenes with him and just, Carlton weren't happening at the Peacock anymore. So now. He's out at, you know, the Hillary show and he's kind of this person who's just kind of bopping around and he's given, I, I think they didn't do him justice in the last season by giving him, and I know mm-hmm. he was a huge star at that time. And I, I don't know if that had anything to do with it, but mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I don't know. What do you think about Josh? You're, you're the most con- connoisseur of Fresh Prince outside of myself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, he had just did Bad Boys and mm-hmm. he was about to do Independence Day. Yeah. Independence Day uh, like premiered after Fresh Prince ended like, like immediately that summer. Mm-hmm. So, so which means he was filming during that time. So he had to be. That's why he all buff on season six. Right. Well, he's in yeah. the game like 20, like 10, 15 pounds of muscle, something like that for mm-hmm. a bad You can boys. tell. You can tell because he's all skinny in the first season. Then you and even you see the opening credits, he's all skinny. And then the show comes on. And he's all buff. <laughs> mm. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, I, I, I think wow. I feel like they could have did as, as much growth as Will Smith's character went through. Like we don't ever know what he majored in school. We didn't know what he wanted right. to do next. Like they could have once they once they made Lisa his stepsister, he lost his like there was no storyline for him yeah there wasn't that's why and now and they didn't even bring lisa back or anything they could have mm. you know they could did something like that but they didn't well they even just kind of he just well, kind of he was just kind of being silly that was because i feel i consider season six as just a silly season like yeah. it's just being silly until it ends kind of i thing, call that know? the saturday morning cartoon season of uh, <laughs> fresh Prince. saturday morning it was a straight season. up cartoon by then that's great. Yeah, because I've been watching season six uh, recently, and some of the funniest episodes are from season six. Like, what's yes, one of the episodes from season six? Because they All use right, that so, dummy a lot in season six, right? When they go to Vegas. Oh. Yes, oh. Vegas. I was going to bring up the Vegas episode. It's so funny. That's the one where they're dancing. They enter that dance contest. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and Will throws Carlton across the room. And they use the dummy. Yeah, the dummy. It's a dummy. Yeah. <laughs> well, see, Let me tell you. Go dummy ahead, dummy gags are all they will always be funny to me <laughs> dummy gags always. uh banana peels are always funny to me and what's the other one yeah bad stunt doubles are always funny too like obvious stunt the, doubles they did a lot of first prints they threw jeffrey down the stairs as a dummy man that was they one of the Carl funniest fell out things. the window as a dummy like wait <laughs> But, you know, but again, this also talks about for the culture, because uh, to this day, if you turn on Apache at a at a party, at a reception, at anything, everybody's going to do the dance from Will Smith. The oh, yeah, yeah. Doo, 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 <laughs> That's it. Hands doo, down. Doo, I'm doing doo, it right doo, now. I'm here. Me, and yeah, exactly. did that. Me and Marcus did that one time. I don't know if you remember. It, it was uh, it was for New Year's at church. It, it, <clears> was, <throat> it was ended and we just got on stage and went <laughs> we started doing it. <laughs> <laughs> play the music <laughs> we just were like <laughs> we were doing all that and twirling stuff it was fun yeah. <laughs> um, alright so the other characters uh, Carlton there's Carlton we was mentioning him um, how he's almost almost the opposite of Will uh, especially yeah. in the first season because Carlton's very preppy at first, and then he gets sillier as as the season goes on. Um, uh, where, yeah, I mean, where he's like one of the funniest characters on the show. Yeah, uh, but it's always funny how Carlton. Uh, while Will is impressing everybody, Carlton's kind of almost the opposite. People like because I I saw an episode where they did the golf thing and uh and mm-hmm. uh and the oh. guy was like, "Hey, Will, you know," and Will's trying to give him money back, and he's like, "Oh no, your money's no good here." And he and that same guy bumps the Carlton. Carlton, you still owe me twenty dollars. <laughs> <laughs> same guy. <laughs> You're the and that guy <laughs> sums up there how people see Will and Carlton. <laughs> and and I, I think too, like I, I like the I like what they did with him. Basically, I, I would probably say midway to the the beginning of the second season with Carlton because he was very much Alex P. Keaton, but black. Right. from family ties he was very much just stuffy and mm. preppy but when they when he when he turned silly when it turned into goofball it kind of really made the dynamic between him and will mm-hmm. even better because you've got the super cool with the super goofy but mm-hmm. in the be- beginning it was just like the super cool dude and the stuffy guy yeah and you can find a middle ground with that type of character, but now they were so opposed that it made them even more entertaining to watch. As it, I think they're, I think they're an underrated duo. In I was gonna say yeah, yeah, they like they, best they friends don't get, though. Yeah, <laughs> they kind of unsung <laughs> like, as a duo. Yeah, 
Oh yeah, yeah, weren't. definitely. Yeah, it and I, and I think because it was a huge, a larger cast, you you don't really look at the duos. But when I think about Will and I, I can I can Will and Carlton. To me, that's a duo. That's Absolutely. that's the Keenan and Kel. That's the Will yes. and Grace. That's the Martin and Gina. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> to me, that's a duo. And I, I, I mean, that's they're the they were the they were to me in a lot of ways what you know kept things rolling e- easily. Like, if there was nothing going on in the episode, you just make some Will and Carlton scenes, and that's right. oh, like yeah. it's memorable. I felt like uh, Will Smith, like almost just being on set, helped free. Alfonso Ribeiro of his acting because I mean mm-hmm. he's like you can see like his he has amazing facial expressions like that's like Alfonso. he's got skill Alfonso Ribeiro yeah. yeah he has like his his face expressions are hilarious yeah. <laughs> and that's the thing about it, it's like you can just look at him and laugh you know but I think that's part of the part of what I think is they probably tried to make each other laugh on set you know as they were developing you know the scenes and stuff like that which I think helped Carlton to be uh, a sillier person, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, Alfonso Ribeiro was a vet. You know, he had been mm-hmm. on television before. He'd been a dancer. He danced with my right, dad. right. I've seen that commercial, the Pepsi commercial. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, and I think you know, but to to watch him just unleash and just be this incredibly like they put caught in a lot of silly, compromising scenarios, yeah. and he held it. He did it, yeah. and. You got nothing but respect for Carlton. I have nothing but respect for Alfonso Ribeiro. Yeah, he, he ended up he being one of yeah one of my favorite characters. Yep, and this hey, is the, a complete Will, contrast with. Uh, Will, <laughs> oh, I know, right? Yeah. <laughs> Will Carlton and Carlton both had, well, Oh man, yeah, we'll get into that. Yeah. Will and Carlton both had their own yell. They all both had their own screams. If you notice, yeah, yeah. Will's all woo, Carlton's all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think Carlton also had that. Hey. Like, <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so the other characters, um, we got Hillary, um, who started off as like a, uh, you know, spoiled brat, <laughs> valley girl, valley girl, and then she ends up with like her own show. She's still a little spoiled when she has her own show, though. Like, I, I, just, I just love how she stumbled on things like nothing she never worked hard to get anything she got like she just showed up at her at, at the news station and she became a weather person and then right. she just happened to like like they like what she saw that she was given a talk show she didn't audition for anything right she didn't she was a college dropout who was literally handed the keys to like success without yep. effort but you loved every second of it like because in one way you would hope like in reality you want her to be taught a lesson so she wouldn't be spoiled. But how frustrating is it that this spoiled girl who grew up rich just got everything handed to her and didn't even notice that? Like, she didn't even realize that she had to be qualified to be a weather person or be qualified to be a talk show. No. Here you go. <laughs> <laughs> Success. <laughs> now, uh, Jason, you wanted to compare the characters to oh, the yeah, I was going <laughs> to compare Carlton's. Because, <laughs> oh, uh, yeah. yeah, I mean, from Bel Air, the the new show uh, versus the Carlton of Fresh Prince, uh, <laughs> night and day, <laughs> night, night and day, because Carlton day. is like my favorite one of. He may be. He's my, my favorite, favorite character Fresh Prince of Bel Air. He's Fresh absolutely Prince my favorite. Bel Air. He may mm-hmm. be my favorite character, and then you got like literally my least favorite character, Bel Air. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Carl, absolutely, my least favorite. Him. I mean, he's evil Vegeta. How you make me like, hate straight up. 
Carlton, man. Is, is the Carlton though in the new oh, one? You're wearing a Vegeta shirt. <laughs> I, think, <laughs> I think he might be doing a. I think he might be doing it his job because I think he's not supposed to be like him. No, he's not. He's not. It's yeah, like I they wrote him through the assignment. But that's some amazing writing to completely so take somebody's favorite character and make them so unlikable. I know yeah. it's so weird because he's not. He's not any like. If you think about the stuffy first season. He wasn't. He wasn't evil, right? No, but like he was funny. But still. He still, yeah, he was still funny. Exactly. So he's still kind of funny. But like this, Carlton is like just from Bel Air. Is not. Asshole. There's no sense of humor. There's just pure evilness. I'm just waiting for the scene where he chokes out a classmate in the school basement <laughs> and kills him. Like that's how I mean, much. That's where the feeling yeah. they're taking this character. They're like, definitely taking this to a murder. Well, me and yeah. Jack <laughs> thought that he was gonna kill. We thought he was gonna kill. Uh, What's his face back in Philly? The uh, the the uh, the, the D boy dude who was after him. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. You thought Carlton was gonna kill him? <laughs> yeah, we thought Carlton that's how they, was gonna that's be how put they in some friends. When he said, "I found you, you little nigga," at the end of that episode, we thought that they the Philly cast was gonna fly to L.A. and find him, <laughs> and then they were gonna be in a compromised position, and then somehow Carlton has like Uncle Phil's gun or something. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> he like shoots him unexpected. You know the camera goes over to him, and he's like, <laughs> he's like, "Are you okay?" He's like, he's like crying. And then they hug each other and make up. And then that's how they redeem the cross. I'm waiting for something's gonna have to happen to make them friends because I'm like, I I don't trust nothing else. Well, well if you watch the recent episode, they kind of open the door to they open the door. Yeah. Yeah. Even yeah, though yeah, technically Carlton did try to kill Will yeah. by pushing him in the water, right? Yeah. Right. It was attempted yeah. murder. Um, yeah. But besides all that, yeah. Besides the attempted murder, Brick, we're gonna have to get you back for. Um, we're gonna do a review of Bel Air. Like we did oh, a review is. of Bel Air already, but we're gonna do a whole full season. I'm when, with when, it. when the when the season is done, we're gonna do a review of that. We definitely gonna have to talk about it then. I've got thoughts, man. Yeah. I've got like because because my thing is if this was show was called Bel Air, but it had no association or had a vague association with the original. It'd be easier to watch because it's not a bad show. We'll see. Yeah. And I, I like think it. The, the actors are killing it. Yeah. And yeah. it's a great cast, but every time someone says Uncle Phil or every time someone says Aunt Viv or Carlton, <laughs> right. I mean, yeah. I exactly transported how you it I, yeah. back to the sitcom. Exactly. And I'm like, it's, it's hard not to continue. You know, you know what really I think, though? I enjoy it because I always look at this show as like a what if sort of like alternate, alternate universe type. yeah you know what i'm saying like an alternate parallel universe that's the way if you look at it that way yeah. it's, it's a awesome it's, show it's yeah. basically it like that, you can watch it it's basically yeah. if the audition that will smith did at quincy jones house quincy jones drunk ass with let's make this a drama one hour i've been watching both shows and it's like they are two different shows but with the same character names and it's right. so weird there's a lot of decisions <laughs> that they made that i thought you know what this was a great writing this this was a great choice and there's some that i'm just like yo i just wish you why'd you fuck with that like, <laughs> like why, why do that you know what i mean but i think yeah, I understand as exactly a standalone as a standalone show i'm talking about the show as if it's just as good as some of the other yeah, it's popular really good shows that are on there yeah but like yeah, it's every popular, though. it's just it's hard popular. man it's just hard to you know, I'm comparing the new will with the old will. I'm comparing the old call when it's, I don't like to compare and think that hard when I watch right. the show. It's, it's and, really hard not to though. But I and think it's not after like, the first season and maybe like they're because they're making they're making it enough 
to where they're creating a name for themselves. And I feel like after that stamp has been there, we'll be able to think a little bit better about the characters yeah. outside yeah, of the come season two. So. It's going to feel like its own thing. Like, I hope so, but there's a couple like red flags that popped up for me. But anytime I see Michael Ely's ass, I know something. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly what we I said too. As soon as that nigga popped up on screen, oh I'm like, goodness. oh, okay, Michael Ely is here for a reason. Michael Ely's there for a reason. Michael in a long time, like, damn it, here come Michael Ely, and now this whole Talking thing is about sensual, to be yep. about art. <sighs> and yeah, he's an artsy nigga too. Oh man. <laughs> Like he knows he loves art. Oh, we in trouble now. Yeah, anytime okay. <laughs> I, I'm telling y'all folks, anytime y'all see Michael Ely hit a screen and you don't know he's coming, trouble. Yeah. It's about to be trouble. Michael All Ely right. don't show up because things are going great. Oh, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> All right, let's get back to the the nineties version. Fresh <laughs> All right, so let's talk about the highlights of the show. Like the running gags and the catchphrases and stuff. <laughs> Mm. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, to me, the best gag easily for me was is jazz being thrown out. Yep. Oh like, man, that's definitely my that's favorite. Nice, yep. I mean, you know, it's coming. You know, yeah, because he has a certain shirt on. That makes it funny. Shirt. It makes it funny when you see it coming. Like you like, oh, you see that shirt, you like he about to get thrown out. I'm just waiting on the reason why. Ah! <laughs> and then, the, and then the same yell. Ah! Yep. Ah! Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, and my favorite, the one I liked that really got me was the twist. And then it's when Will bought a car. And then Jazz is like, You can't throw me out, uh, uh, Mr. Banks, because I'm already outside. And then he picks him up and throws him in the house. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that was like, funny. yo, that like, was different. That <laughs> yeah, that was funny. Me. Even now, after seeing that episode maybe 30 times, I still laugh at that moment. Because that's the one time he's wearing like a different shirt, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah that's he, he throwing it inside. Yeah, I'm trying to remember what because I love what they say. This smells like chicken or something like that. He goes, I resent that. Like just, just I oh, man. Oh yeah, chicken and waffles or something. It was yeah, something. something like that. It was hilarious. <laughs> oh, that's my but, favorite gag. Another favorite, a good gag is the Carlton dance. Oh, yeah, classic. absolutely, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> classic. I remember as a kid, um, I was always made to do that dance at church. All the time. Oh, wow. I had, <laughs> Who made cousin, you do that? Uh, we Why had, did my, they make you do that? I had a. We had a cousin. You know. You know. It's one of those cousins that's as old as your grandma. But right. my cousin. As soon as they found out, always, you know how to do it. Always cheer. It would cheer her up every single time, or make her happy, Aww. or make everybody laugh. So they were always like, "Hey, get on in here, do the call and dance." And I was, <laughs> you know, it's that thing where you know when you're a kid, your mom was yep. like, "Come in here and sing that song." Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I would yeah. always have to do. I don't know what I was good at it. Apparently, I don't know if I still got it. I haven't tried to do the dance in a couple years, but wow. <laughs> but but you know what's funny when we talk about this stuff, and I know we're not stuck on the Bel Air thing, but I had to I have to kind of make a reference real quick. Sorry, Josh. That's um, <laughs> all right. When we talk about this stuff, this stuff is so indelible and it's still a part of our like culture mm-hmm. and our lexicon that it mm-hmm. makes it even more difficult to do Bel Air yeah. now. I know it's yeah, been thirty years since the sh- thirty-two years since the show premiered, mm. and what ninety-six is when it went off there. I'm not great at math, so what six years out underneath that is seventeen, eight something, some years, sixteen years, like twenty-five this, years. Yeah, since the show went off mm-hmm. the air. It's like, oh, yeah, I said 30 years and now I'm doing 16. I told you I'm not good at math. Anyway, <laughs> you take that it's and it's like, but at this time, like, it was such a huge part of a generation. Also, the yep. reruns, I would probably have to say, are just as popular because you got to remember, like we talked about, 97, 98, 99, 2000, 
2001, all up in 2004. That was the yeah. peak of Will Smith. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. you know, you got Independence Day Will Smith, Men in Black Will Smith. You got, you know, fucking Wild Wild West Will, Will mm-hmm. Smith. You got, you bad know, boys, back to back to bad boys too coming up. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so you have all throughout all of those years, so, you got the biggest yeah. star on television, uh, in movies. They're going to show his TV show constantly. So for mm-hmm. us, it's almost like, yeah, it ended in 96, but did it really end in 96? Because we yeah, still watch it. Still playing it all the time. Yeah, the last yeah newer generations watch it. Like, so a uh, little quick, fun, funny story. Um, I met Alfonso Ribeiro in person. Oh, nice. And uh, my daughter met him, and she didn't know who he was at all. This Shame. is before she even watched the show. She was a little girl. Shame uh, on your parenting. <laughs> well, well <laughs> hold that thought. Hold I'm that holding, thought. Holding. Hold that thought. <laughs> So, um, you know, I entered because she was little. She was real little. She didn't know much about Fresh Prince, but she knew. But she saw I was excited to meet Alfonso Ribeiro. I met him and talked to him and stuff. And she actually had questions for me. He was nice to talk to her and answer her questions and stuff. And so she remembered that and then go back home and she watches the first season of Fresh Prince. And she gets into it hard, real hard. Like, oh, no, I know who that guy was. Wow. (laughs) now she's a fan of the show we watch it together um she dressed up as will smith on uh, at school um, nice. they had like a fresh prince day mm-hmm. and she dressed up like fresh like will smith i i, I took pictures i gotta post the picture pictures yes. yeah i have pictures you gotta I'll see just, that gotta I'll see show that. y'all the picture i'll text y'all the picture <laughs> that's so, awesome so yeah and she's a you know later generation that got to see it you know yeah because yeah, it's iconic I mean, because it's a story that, and I think one reason why it technically can work in 2022 is because it's a story that we can all relate to. I mean, I actually lived with relatives at one point growing up. I was Will Smith at one point living with, you know, being raised by my aunt and my grandfather and and other, you know, their, my grandfather's last, you know, some of those Rolling Stone grandfathers who have another set of kids later on in life. I was raised in a house where I wasn't directly, you know, a a son or of anybody in the house. So, I mean, it's a relatable story. And a lot of us, you know, a lot of, especially in the black community, deal with the absentee father, which is why that episode with, you know, Ben Vereen is so, you know, still iconic to this day. Mm -hmm. You know, but I think also you got to give credit to the magnitude of the talent of Will Smith, Mm -hmm. his longevity being an A-lister as long as he had been a box office star, as long as he has, has kept Fresh Prince in the forefront. So you're right. Hey, hey would you say it's kept Fresh Prince fresh? <laughs> um, yes, Marcus, yes. That yes. offends me. It kept like the Prince so fresh. I am uh, gonna leave. Oh, oh well. Man. Jason's so easily offended. You know, Jason. Nope. No. Come I, back. Nope. Bye. I like Come it. back, Jason. I liked it. No, Jason, don't go. No, Jason, don't <laughs> go. Stop, Jason. We oh well we we fought we tried Josh Josh tried very hard yeah, no Jason don't go <laughs> so uh, other running gags of course will he be roasting on his family like Uncle Phil making make fun of him how about his weight or just or being bald he likes to roast on Carlton being short and yep. stuff that's what a family does my family roasts each other too so I, I, I like that element yeah. my, my my favorite roast though was when uh, he was like. What are you talking Uncle Phil was like, what are you talking about? I weighed the same thing I weighed in high school. And Will goes, yeah, if you add up all four years, I die every time. Seen an episode 30 times, I still die. But Will ain't got nothing on Jeffrey. Oh, no. Oh, no. Jeffrey got the burners, yo. 
Jeffrey got it though. Jeffrey be burning. Oh, oh one of my favorite roasts Jeffrey did. So it was an episode in the sixth season where uh, they they were like doing a Thanksgiving dinner, and it was like Will's aunt's uh, well Will's mom and his aunt uh, his aunt Helen. They had a little competition where they were just kind of competing against each other. And they was talking about like some guy looked at them and said, no, he was looking at me, looking at me. And then they went to Jeffrey. Jeffrey, who do you think, which one of us looks best? And he was like, it's a tie. You both lose. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I love that. I said, wow. (laughs) But you know what, though? Jeffrey, Jeffrey, he with the sneaky jabs. Jeffrey is the sneaky eyes that sees everything. So, like, when mm-hmm. you look at him up against the Jeffrey, you know, on Bel Air, like, it kind of makes sense to, like, on Bel Air, he would be, like, some kind of secret espionage hitman fucking, <laughs> like, you know, undercover. <laughs> well, kind that, of is, like. that is definitely one of my favorite uh, new twists on a character. Mm-hmm. The new Jeffrey. The is new the Jeffrey shit. is kind of dope. The new Jeffrey is dope, and yeah. I'm 100 percent on board with the new yeah. Jeffrey. He's like, like Yo, you need to watch Jeffrey that dude. Like he's like, I'm on it. I'm like, Yo, yeah. You feel like this is bodyguard or something? I, I just like, feel oh, like that's new... his homie that just happened. He happened to know the right dude who know all the right things. Yeah, exactly. I feel like they were like, I feel like Phil and Jeffrey are like. Bruce Wayne and, and Alfred a little yeah. bit. That's what, <laughs> that's what it kind of felt like. It feels like they I grew mean, up together or something. I mean, I like that too because you know, in real life, you know, James Avery and Joseph Marcel are actually great friends. Mm. So I kind of like that they're they feel even though they're not technically equals, he is the house manager, but he doesn't feel like an employee. Right. Like it, it feels like a, a like I got your back. You got my back. We right. got each other's back. So it's, it's more, much more of a dynamic that I like. And I like that. I was like, okay, that's a good change because I don't know if a black butler works in yeah. 2020. Yeah. Oh, no, definitely not. Yeah. He doesn't and feel like Jeffrey a butler the, at all, like the, the new Jeffrey. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And the Jeffrey in the original show. So he, um, it, you get the feeling he don't like his job. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. But I think he's just joking. Because when he gets those heart to heart moments, like when he has a heart to heart moment with Ashley he or with Hillary, it's like then suddenly. Because I remember Jeffrey told Hillary, he said, "He said I ain't raised no fool. Yeah, said, I ain't had a, I had a hand in raising you, Miss Hillary. And I, yeah, and, I, and, and I, Jeffrey don't raise no fools. Right, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, I, so he does care about them. He just, you know, man, that's sweet. It's just, yeah, it's just easy. It's easier for the comedy for jeffrey to not like his job like because what it would, oh, yeah. if jeffrey enjoyed himself then it wouldn't be really much for jeffrey to do um because i still like because he got his like you said he got his jabs in too like my favorite one is when um they were um about to build nikki's crib and uncle phil goes jeffrey <laughs> fetch me my tools and then your knife and fork <laughs> <laughs> the timing that everything man joseph marcel <laughs> underrated um because you know he wasn't given a lot of storylines he wasn't given a lot to do mm-hmm. but the way he would just be able to pop in and pop out the things he could say and the things he could get away with just loved it but you're right the new bel-air character is like jeffrey's a badass now and that's actually something i really enjoy yeah i like that yeah so another running gag definitely got to talk about this we didn't talk about it last time but we got to talk about it is Will's pickup lines. Oh, I man. love his pickup lines. They're so stupid. Girl, you're so fine. I wish I could plant you and grow a whole field of y'all. <laughs> Girl, your feet must be tired because we're running through my mind all day. Oh, day. 
<laughs> oh my god! I will marry your brother just to be in your family. Somebody <laughs> <laughs> better call trouble. the cops because it's got to be illegal to look this good. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, I've actually there's a lot of uh, um, uh, gifts of his pickup lines out there, and I've used a few of them joking with my like my girlfriend. I'll send her something in the morning of just Will Smith <laughs> doing one of his pickup lines. Cause just, they're always, they're still hilarious. Like that's another yeah. thing, man, 30 years later, I can still laugh at those oh, pickup yeah, lines. They're so ridiculous. And, and right. the fact that they actually work sometimes. I wonder was, who wrote those. I know. Right. <laughs> uh, I think, well, you know, um, Alex Thomas was one of the writers on the show. The comedian, Alex Thomas was actually a writer on the show. Mm. Um, but Will, I guess wanted people around him that kind of fit his culture. Mm-hmm. So I'm imagining if there were some people in there that were kind of like Will, Right. And his humor, but also he had a lot of say in some of the stuff. You know, the cast they talk about that in the reunion um, special that they did for HBO Max about mm-hmm. how they would sit down with the writers and flesh it out. So, so I'm, I'm like, wondering yeah, if Will if he had a hand. Yeah. Oh yeah, definitely because they were like, yeah, they wouldn't be, you know, because they was trying to keep it black. Yeah. Like, even right. though they were rich, they were keeping it black, and I remember them saying that. That's that culture, uh, man. Yeah. Oh, breaking the fourth wall. The show yep. did that a lot. That was another running gag. They love doing right. that. If we so rich, the how come we ain't got no ceiling? Right. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. There was a lot of times where Will would look at the camera. Mm. You know? <laughs> mm-hmm. Of course, I loved it when Carlton ran through all the sets. Oh that was my gosh, <laughs> that was amazing. That was amazing. That's and I mean, one they of the best moments on that show. Yeah. The, bloopers too were always something that i loved watching mm-hmm. i've gone back on youtube and watched their bloopers the bloopers are amazing just oh, like yeah. you know but you could tell they were having a good time too which was also a lot of fun as well right because you know what my daughter said when we was watching it especially when she saw the bloopers and stuff she was like i wish i was on a sitcom <laughs> yeah <laughs> That's yeah, like that's it even look fun. Like, yeah, I wish yeah. I was a sitcom. <laughs> I mean, Fresh Prince is one of the main reasons why like my dream is to be on one of those studio mm-hmm. audience multicam sitcoms because mm-hmm. you know, you look at it and you watch it, and it was just like like outside of the Janet Hubert Whitfield controversy, for the most part, these guys seemed to they got along very well and they had a good time yeah. and, and and you see that even to this day, mm-hmm. you know, we might have only seen the HBO Max reunion, but over the years, they've yeah. reunited. When you work with somebody time. like that every day, year after year after year, season after season, you're going to form relationships with those people. Like, shit, that happens at, like, my regular jobs. Like, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. it, like if I yeah. work for a place, I remember I worked for Apple for, like, seven years. After When I left, it was like sad when i left you know what i'm saying because i knew Mm -hmm. like i worked around these people every day i uh i used to work at the movie theater and um it's been years since i've worked there and i posted on facebook just a shout out to that pacific uh theater building and so many people hit that hit that status up they were loving it it's like i miss you too we all miss everybody was like hitting back it's like you know, it was kind of a family type thing because I was working with these people a lot mm-hmm. and everybody worked with each other. And it, yeah, you can so feel that with happen. this cast. Like, you, you yeah. can feel that there, family element for sure. There, there's there's something unmatched about the camaraderie you get on a set. Mm-hmm. I've I've been on, I would say, I've, I've booked 15 professional roles, whether it's movies and television. And I would have to say, out of those 15 throughout the years, those guest appearances and stuff like that, um, 
I'll have to say about 12 of those were probably this, this atmosphere that was just amazing because you're kind of mm-hmm. you're in it together. You're there. You're creating something. Everybody's living their dreams. Mm-hmm. Um, even the even the people that do the crew are the most like, yeah, I do this cool every thing. day. No big deal. But they're still enjoying what they're doing and they're enjoying collaborating and being around and you have a lot of fun. And I'm like, damn, imagine if I was doing this for day after day after day, mm-hmm. month after month after month for year after year. I'm just popping in for one or two days to work on this thing mm-hmm. and to see this machine running and people invite you into their, their family. I mean, when you come over to a set, like you're a part of the family. Mm-hmm. And if you're on a good set, man, they're, they've got everything established, but you become a member of it and you get it, you know, all of a sudden, like I'm cool with these people. I'm hanging out with these people. Now we're Facebook mm-hmm. friends and I mean, Instagram follow, like it's amazing what that's you can cool. build, but just and imagine on a magnitude in which. And that's, they did and that's why we invited you here, Britt. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for letting me in the family. But yeah, like, but it's no, I'm, you're working long hours, man. And you're working together and stuff like that, man. And you just, you, you build man. And, and they did mm-hmm. it, but you know, not all casts stay like this. This is not something that happens all the time. But like, I mean, Fresh Prince, they just did a amazing job of creating a family out of the family that they had. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. So speaking of, uh, we was mentioned earlier the, the whole Aunt Viv thing. Let's talk about that. The two Aunt Vivs. You can't mention the show without mentioning the two Aunt Vivs. Right. Right. Because they were so they were polar both, opposites. Yeah. And they were both excellent. Like. Uh, like role models, you know, like they were both like very positive figures in the in the. They both household. did a good job. It's yeah. just that even though they played the characters different, yeah, they approached they the character did. completely. They different. still did a good job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think I think in the history because of how much more woke and aware we are nowadays, that I think there was a time when I felt like Daphne Maxwell Reed was being smeared in some ways. I think the harsh criticism that wasn't really shouldn't have been put on her, you know, and I know colorism is real in the black community. Yeah. You, know, you went from a dark skinned actress to a lighter skinned actress, you know, the contrast one, the darker skinned actress was much more, the darker skin unveiled was much more aggressive and the lighter, you know I mean? I, the, mm-hmm. the, we've, we've heard the criticisms, but Daphne Maxwell Reed was not just an accomplice actress. She came in in a, a, a situation that some people, I'm not sure how well they would flourish, right? And did a great job. A lot of pressure her on her. Yeah. A lot of pressure to do because it wasn't like you were going on to a show that wasn't a hit. The show was a hit. Mm-hmm. She wasn't coming on to save the show. It was. It was. It was already a hit. She's responsible and, for now holding up her end of it. <laughs> right. And and she did just as many seasons as Janet Hubert Whitfield did. Yeah. Yeah. She came right in the middle. Yeah. They yeah. both did three seasons. I mean, and un- unfortunately, though, with the relationship that that Janet Hubert Whitfield had and she, what she directed at Will Smith, over the years we've seen much more Daphne Maxwell Reed in terms of conversations in these reunions and stuff like that. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, you know, and pictures and stuff like that when they all come together, it's her as mom instead of both of them. Which I like what they did. The reunion was put them together for the mm-hmm. first time. Right, they never yeah, met each was, other. That was only right never. to do that. And they had never met each other. Damn, that's right. Never met each other. Yeah, and, that was the Daphne, first time they met each other. It was wow. in that reunion special. Right. And Daphne Maxwell Reed said, too, the set didn't talk about what happened, the situation. They just moved on, which is mm. also a testament to some people might look, look at that as a bad thing. But at that time, we got to keep on rolling. We got to keep on moving. And we don't want to make her uncomfortable by making constant comparisons to Janet. Or making or talking about what the the negativity they brought her in into a positive environment and she was able to flourish as well. Um, but yeah, they were two completely different characters. One was mm. you know on on Viv 
took a the second Aunt Viv took a huge backseat in the parenting side to Uncle Phil. She was a lot more docile, a lot more mm-hmm. accommodating. Mm-hmm. Original Aunt Viv would have never let Hillary pose for Playboy. That is out of the question. <laughs> yeah, um, original Aunt Viv was more professional. She, you know, she was a professor and things like that. Aunt Viv, the second Aunt Viv was much more of a house mom and, mm-hmm. you know, and, you know, Nikki's little. So she's, you know, that was her focus. Um, and, and Uncle Phil took much more the parental role in the show for the second half of it. Um, mm. But I still think love and respect needs to be given to Daphne Maxwell Reed and Jenny. Of course. Both. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Absolutely. I, I think it's unfortunate what happened, but I think Daphne Maxwell Reed did a great job in what she had to do. Mm, yeah. All right. So uh, we kind of mentioned this a little bit earlier, but favorite characters. Um, I'll go first. Other than Will. Because it's you know yeah gotta leave gotta 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 excavate Will yeah so let me take Will out of this out of the situation because he would be my favorite character Um, Uncle Phil I love Uncle Phil every scene I see with Uncle Phil of course when I'm gonna be honest with you not not, whenever I hear a celebrity death I'm just like oh you know that's bad but some of them hit you harder than others Mm -hmm. when James Avery died that hit me hard oh that hit me hard too that hit me real hard I was like him and him and Prince yeah. got me. Yeah, yep. Prince, Prince got, got me, me too. Prince, yeah, Prince got yeah, me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So when when James Avery died, that hit me. So yeah, Uncle Phil, and then, then just rewatching it, I'm a little sad, but but appreciative. Oh yeah, Chad with Bozeman, that he died, that hit me as yeah, well. Yeah, that was rough. Mm-hmm. Kobe, Kobe and Chad. Yeah, Bozeman yeah, exactly, died too. exactly. Yeah. So so watching his stuff, but enough time has passed where you still appreciate him, where it doesn't hurt as much to see. But so so rewatching Fresh Prince of Bel Air, you know, seeing Uncle Phil, it's like, man, I'm, I really appreciate this character. He's a great, great, great one of the best dads on TV, hands down. Mm-hmm. Period. You know, mm-hmm. so yeah, so Uncle Phil is my favorite character other than Will, and you know, second favorite might be Jeffrey because I love his burns, man. You know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I'm right there with you, man. When I rewatch Fresh Prince, man, or whenever I even watch scenes from Fresh Prince, it it makes me immediately sad that he's not here and he couldn't be here to celebrate the the simple fact that it's still a legendary show and his character is so appreciated. And I'm not sure. I mean, he died in 2013, so he's been gone almost 10 years. And I don't know if we, I think in hindsight, we recognize his greatness, but I don't know if he got it completely while he was here. And I hope he did. I hope people still came up to him in the street and was like, I, you're, you were my dad growing up. Cause that's what I would say to him. Like, man, you were like a father figure, like mm-hmm. to me and, and what you did. And then mm-hmm. after a while, I kind of start smiling when I watch uncle Phil, you know, mm-hmm. when I start seeing some of his scenes, because my father in a lot of ways reminded me temperament wise of uncle Phil uncle and my Phil. father passed away in 2017. Mm-hmm. So like temperament wise, they, it, it kind of brings a smile to my face. Cause I can remember being the will to my uncle Phil to my dad. <laughs> Um, so, um, yeah, so, um, my dad was kind of like Uncle Phil as well. Yeah. And, uh, Marcus will agree. Uh, yeah. Marcus was kind of like jazz at our house. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. My dad treated all my friends like jazz too. Like, why are you here? <laughs> why are you in my fridge? <laughs> Get yep. out of my, don't you eat at home? Like, but underneath it, he still cared. You know what I mean? Yeah, About like, you know, still function as a, my brother had a lot more friends that frequented come over when I got a little bit older, but all of them, all of my brother's friends were like, 
man, like, you know, they all looked at him like a father figure as well, even though he couldn't stand none of them. If he, <laughs> he acted like he couldn't stand none of them. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, uh, outside of Will, of course, um, and I think maybe when I'm 45, I'll probably <laughs> move Uncle Phil up the ladder a little bit because when I think about favorite character, he is my favorite character, but mostly because he's like a dad to me. Mm-hmm. But I would have to say Jazz is probably my favorite character. And that's because if in a sitcom world, when I visualize myself in a sitcom, I never visualize myself as Will. I loved Will yeah, Smith, the main but I never saw myself as Will. I always saw mm. myself as, I want to be the dude that kind of pops in and has fun. <laughs> I don't want the pressure of being the carry the show. I don't want to carry the show. I want to be the fun guy who comes. So I've always been like attracted to like the neighbor mm-hmm. or the best friend. For some reason, that's always been the character I always enjoyed the most, even though I'm, I feel like I could carry, I could be the Will Smith. I just enjoy those guys that kind of yeah. like, you never know when they're going to come. All of a sudden they're at the door right. and the crowd goes, Woo! like, and then <laughs> they're there, they crack a few jokes, you know, and then they leave and you, you want, you want more of them. Yep. So for me, jazz was the right amount of jazz, even though there was times when I was like, man, I could, use more jazz but in reality if we yeah. got more jazz it wouldn't be as awesome as right. it was oh yeah yeah i think he did like well 50, yeah i think he did like less than 50 episodes or something like that but yeah, that's how the best so episode how, of, with jazz was when they did their game show yes <laughs> oh i love that one yep. yes but it was will because his friend what was his friend's name will's other friend todd todd, 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 todd yeah, was todd funny as fuck. Todd was hilarious todd was hilarious and um that episode that is probably golly that's it's so many episodes that would be my favorite quote-unquote episode that's definitely one of them because when he was uh, <laughs> when they were fighting <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I love it too. Like, and then they start hugging. <laughs> and Jazz was the only friend that lasted throughout all the seasons. You know, Ty came and went after about yeah. a, like maybe one or two seasons. Cornflake, we never saw him after a while. Even though I wouldn't say he's one of Will's yeah. closest friends. You know, D.L. Hughley came in for one episode. Don Cheadle came in for one episode. We never saw them yep. again. They never spoke of them again. Jazz yeah, was the Jackie. most consistent. Jackie yeah, I mean, Jackie came and went as well eventually. So like. It's funny she went away after they started dating. I always thought that was a weird thing. They dated. She went away when they when Will got drunk. That drunk, uh, that, that wasn't her. Was that her last episode? That was her last episode. Yeah. Oh wow! I thought I thought because I remember you one episode. No, 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 no. There was one more because remember when he was running the peacock yeah, and he Tyra called Banks. her and she was gone to a basketball. She was on the phone. She wasn't oh, actually that was, there. Oh, okay. That okay. was later because they had been. They basically were kind of dating at that point, but then she just disappeared. Oh, okay. But um, either way, though, like, you know, no one's stuck except for Jazz. And then, mm-hmm. you know, I love that that Jazz, actual DJ Jazzy Jeff wasn't an actor, too, mm-hmm. which made it even funnier. Yeah. It was just, I don't he know. He brought just to his lines that he couldn't act. You know what I'm saying? Like, it just, it, he he was the weird best friend character, which I agree in that sense. I do like the weird best friend. I feel like if there was a show about Marcus and Josh, I feel like Josh will be the main character and I would be more of like Jazz or Skeeter from Doug or like or Cockroach know. from Cockroach. Yeah, like I, I used to love Skeeter because he was he was just as important. He was the next most important character, but he wasn't responsible for carrying the whole show. But he was right. weird and he was his best friend. So like I always liked that character too. So yeah. Yeah, break a break. Um, so I did make a show 
called Josh's Journal, and uh, Marcus did the voice. It's about me as a teenager. Uh-huh. It's kind of like a sitcom setup, and Marcus did play himself like my best friend. And nice. So you have to. I just I had to let you. Yeah, you have to yeah see I gotta it. see I, that. I gotta. Yeah, see I got that. like forty episodes of it. Oh, four snap. seasons. Yeah, yeah, I gotta see that. I gotta see that. <laughs> and, and you know, and my thing, and my thing too is like you know, I never felt like I had like that strong like nuclear nuclear family like like other people had like they mm-hmm. so i felt like a lot of times i was the jazz that went over mm-hmm. to my friend's house and he had the mom and the dad and the sibling and the mm-hmm. like so i always related to those characters and they were also the ones that just they had the funniest lines yeah you know because mm-hmm. they weren't wrapping them around a story they were just kind of they could you could say the most random going. funny thing and give a character like that the most random line like uh like Dion cole on uh Blackish. Blackish. Oh, yeah, you can, do, yeah. anything. You can do anything with that character. I love those right. characters. <laughs> yeah, that's what Urkel should have been. Yeah, right. exactly. Right. That's what, yeah, Until they made been. Been. Mark, what was your favorite characters or character or whatever? Uh, I would say as like a regular character, not including Will Carlton. Um, and then I would say there's there's a real tie between Jazz and Jeffrey. <laughs> yeah. Jeffrey, because Jeffrey, when he fell down the stairs, that was that was one of the funniest moments <laughs> that I ever seen. I and then the, one of the funniest audio of Jeffrey, you don't see anything, but it's the episode where, um, I guess they were testing out the intercoms, and then they, uh, oh, him, yeah, him yeah, and Will, yeah. Will and Carlton are downstairs, and then it's now Jeffrey's room, and he's like. I wonder how I'd look if I were to shave my entire body. I wouldn't have mind them doing a, at least, you know, they do it differently now on television. I wish they would have done one episode where we saw Jeffrey's life. Right. Just a pre- day in the life. Pre- but I want to see, mm. I want to see him pre banks, pre America. Oh, like I would have yeah. loved them either go to london and meet his crazy ass family yeah. and see where he came from and see they turn out he was like a g where he's from basically i think he was the bel-air character before he got to the banks's <laughs> first friends like, i would have just loved to have yeah. seen his life they really didn't explore it very much the only time they really did he, he would make a little comments about it but they did it twice when his lady penelope and lord uh whatever and the first season came mm-hmm. to visit, and then when they also showed that footage of him cheating at the um, yeah, at the Olympics, Olympics. <laughs> the Olympics, yeah. So other than that, though, we really don't know much. And then of course his son <laughs> pops up out right. of nowhere in season six. But outside of that, we don't know much about Jeffrey. I would have loved to have seen them take a trip to London and and visit his family and see where he came from. Yeah, right, Jeffrey, man. Jeffrey's I really know, funny because I'm also thinking about Pierre de la Ghetto. Oh, you know, uh, 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 Raphael to the de la... Yeah, Raphael de la Ghetto. Feel the street to the beat. Feel the, the ground to pound. <laughs> Something red is going down. <laughs> oh, yeah. Listen, or oh, i kill you. <laughs> I All love right, so... Listen, or oh, i kill you. <laughs> <laughs> so anything else about Fresh Prince? I think we covered a lot. Uh, do we want to touch on Bel Air again? I mean, we touched on it a little bit, but do you want to do we want to wrap up a little bit with, with the, that? The, I the, know thing, kinda... the thing that I really uh, one thing about Bel Air that when you were talking about Uncle Phil, uh, it made me remember like you remember the very first scene when you first press play on Bel Air, uh, they played at J. Cole 
Mm-hmm. At the beginning, where it's like first things first, first things rest in first, peace, Uncle Phil. Peace, Uncle Phil. But yep. he just doesn't say rest in peace, Uncle Phil. But your mind just says it's like, oh man, mm-hmm. this is crazy. It's, uh, there was like a good like subtle shout out to like James Avery. I thought that was dope. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, t- to me, I think outside of Jeffrey, which is the one we've talked about, I think the, another character change that I really love is Hillary. I love Hillary. I love the new Hillary, man. Yeah, I love and she, the new Hillary. Yeah, yeah, she's very likable. The fact that she's an influencer makes yeah. perfect sense. Yes, yeah, um, it was absolutely. like, what else would Hillary be doing in 2022? Of that is absolutely what she would be doing. Of course, she'd be an influencer. And then I love, even though like I was a little bit weary, at, uh, weary about it at first, I do like the new jazz. Because the reality of it is, outside of his interactions with the banks and Hillary, mm-hmm. he was cool. Yep. Like yeah. to the yeah. outside world, Jazz was cool. Yeah, like he was, he was mm-hmm. a DJ, you know, he was a hustler, you know, he, you know, had a bunch of friends and um, mm-hmm. you know in the in the hood and he had girls. Like that's the thing, Jazz always had a girl. Um yeah. Yeah. you know, and I and actually him and if, if I don't know if they're gonna do it, but if Jazz and Hillary actually get together on the series of Bel Air, it actually would make sense. Um <laughs> the sitcom it wouldn't have made sense, but in this world it make actually kinda mm-hmm. I can see them coming together. Um Right. Yeah, I hope and, they do I, that. I think that'll be dope. If they did that. Yeah, and I think it'd be great, you know, um, you know, vengeance for the original yep. version to let Jazz get with Hillary. I mean, um, Jazz has that. Um, Jazz has that record store. One one mm-hmm. Easter one one Easter egg. Jazz has that record store, and uh, in the background there are these records on the wall. Two of those records, I know those guys. Oh and, snap! And, and I've done music with both those guys but the oh, records snap. that are on the walls are not the records that i'm on <laughs> but, <laughs> but uh i thought that was cool because i just saw them both post on the same day like yo my record was on the wall i'm like oh snap congratulations man <laughs> like it's not the uh, one that i'm on <laughs> yeah it's my boy uh oxygen he's uh he's a rapper originally from new york he's in atlanta shout out to oxygen and uh stick figure who's uh was on the label with me, uh, Mellow Music Group. Shout out to Stick Figure. I just wanted awesome, to shout man. out those Easter eggs there. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, those yeah. are those are some good character changes. But you know, I'm struggling with Uncle Phil. He's growing on me. It's taking a second, but he's growing on me. Um, he got them Tay Diggs vibes. He does. He does. Mm-hmm. New Aunt Viv is is perfect. Um, she captures. The original Aunt Viv very well. Very I think. well. Yeah, she does a great New job. Aunt Viv does, is, and I think is fine. Now. Yeah, she is. She is, and I and I think she's a healthy combination of both of the Anvivs because mm-hmm. she, she is, is driven, healthy. but she also got stuck in being a housewife thing. So they almost combined both versions mm-hmm. and made it into mm-hmm. this one. And I thought they did a good job with that oh, one. Wow. Yep. Yep. But the elephant in the room, Carlton, I, I'm struggling, man, because I understand. I guess you need a villain. I guess. I guess, but you want to be Carlton, man. <laughs> <laughs> We'll see. Maybe this is the origin think, of how Will and Carlton become close. Yeah, just like you scene. said. Yeah, you said that, Brick, earlier. Uh, there is a... They've opened the door now for mm-hmm. you know, okay, maybe some reparation can happen there. You know what I'm saying? Like, maybe maybe some uh, emotional repair can happen there. And right. Some things, cause, I, I, go, go ahead. ahead. I'm sorry. I, I, was, I was thinking out loud. Go ahead. Well, so, so me and my wife are watching it, and on that last scene where Carlton just breaks down crying in Will's arms, uh, uh, she was like, he's just, he's got like, he's got problems. Like he's got, he needs help. He's hurt. 
You know I said saying? the same thing. Yeah. Me and my daughter's watching. I said he needs to, he needs to get some help. Yeah. Right. That's his thing. And 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 I and I almost get it. I, I get it. But I think what I struggle with is I think they almost went in my mind just a little bit too extreme with the opposite side of Carlton. And I know they're doing it on purpose. And I know sometimes you build that huge conflict, the huge wall, mm. which will make the them coming together pay off. But my question is like, where do you go from there then? You know, and I think what they're going to do is what they, what I really was hoping they wouldn't do. I think they're going to destroy the family. You know, Michael Ely showing up immediately. As soon as I saw it, I said this earlier. And as soon as I saw him, I was like, trouble, trouble, well, here, trouble. I got a theory about what's going to happen with Michael Ely. I don't okay. think he's going to quite destroy the family. I think it's going to get close. I think that he already called him like, all right, you got to look at this. Motherfucker, you wandering through my house, going through my wife's art. Like, she didn't even tell you to go through here. And you're just wandering <laughs> through, looking at moving shit. Like, you that's know. Michael e- like, that's some Michael I, Ely shit, though. He would I do don't that. paint anymore. Like, me and Josh both used to paint. I don't paint anymore, but I would imagine if I saw somebody fucking with my... Like, what the fuck? Are you, get the fuck away from my shit. What the fuck are you doing? <laughs> and so you're wandering <laughs> through my house. You're touching my paintings. And and then, and then okay, that's just from Viv's side. So then I go to Phil's side, and it's like, okay, I got this nigga walking through my house, like, all up on my wife, all this close to her face, touching her art and stuff. Like, what's going on? So he came up in there. I like the way he handled that situation. She's like, what up, play a partner? <laughs> like, what's going on? <laughs> is that a Russian blue? Yeah, it is. It's hey, I, I got a Russian blue. It's my wow. girlfriend slash my cat now. I Yo, guess. that I guess looks... My cat. If I... My cat looks exactly like that. He was over here asleep, minding his own business, and he decided that he wanted to join the podcast. Yeah. You ain't never seen Fresh Prince movie. What's, what's his name? Um, his name is Stoney. Okay, I got one. Uh, Quantum is my cat's name. He's and my sister age. has a Russian blue as well. It's a, it's a popular cat, wow. apparently. Cause, yeah, uh, they're you know, they're smart. They're, they're really good cats. No, he, he's cool. He's, just, he's a little rambunctious because he's still young, but he's mm-hmm. cool. Yeah, they um, get bored. They'll They'll do all kinds of stuff. You never know what he's getting into. If it's quiet, I'm worried, and if it's loud, I'm worried. I don't. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah, I agree with you. I agree with you. To an wait, wait. Hoping- Here's what I think is gonna happen. Okay, go ahead. I'm sorry. I thought you. Yeah, go ahead. You walking through my house. You talking to my wife. You all in her face. Okay. <laughs> and then I think what's gonna happen. I think they're setting up to where he gonna catch him again, and he gonna fucking whoop his ass real quick. But then that's gonna fuck up his campaign. Like you see, what I'm saying it's gonna have a negative impact on. He's gonna whoop his ass in public somewhere. You see what I'm saying? It's gonna have a negative impact on this camp. That's what I think is gonna happen. Well, see, they combine three storylines from the original into this one storyline mm. because you got to remember that midlife <laughs> crisis that Anvia having the original, and she decided to go back and be a dancer. Mm-hmm. And then you mm-hmm. remember the season six storyline where um, Phil was running for election and then him and Aunt Viv separated. Mm-hmm. Um, and oh, then, I forgot about that. Yeah, yeah and, it's a two-parter. Yeah, oh. and then um, remember the Reverend who came on God, to Aunt Viv and that. Will caught um, Richard Roundtree coming at um, Aunt Viv in the kitchen. Yep. Yep, so like they've combined three storylines mm-hmm. and in those three storylines, Aunt Viv just tells the Reverend to go away. Mm-hmm. The other one, they separated because of the election, but she decided to stay with them. Mm-hmm. Um, I, th- I think he dropped out of the election. 
didn't he, Josh? I think or he did, did. Or decided not to go forward with the election. I can't yeah. remember which which one in season six. Um, and then uh, the she went back and be a dancer. Decided she didn't want to be a dancer anymore. So they worked out. But the thing is that they've covered six seasons of Aunt Viv in this first six episodes. <laughs> so like I think controversially they they could take kind of pull them apart just to build more story mm-hmm. and make it more conflict for Uncle Phil to have to navigate through. Mm-hmm. Um, I just don't know if they're going to... I don't think they... There's two niggas that if they pop up, I know something's bad, bad about to happen. It's Michael Healy <laughs> and Blair Underwood. Michael Healy and Blair Underwood. <laughs> yeah, I just, those, are, those are the two warning light niggas that I've, I've seen. Yeah, especially Michael Healy. As soon as yeah, he saw him, like, oh, no, this dude. And, and that's why I'm yeah. convinced that they're going to do something. Even if she doesn't cheat, when she finds out... Yeah. Spoiler alert for those who haven't seen episode six... When she finds out that Uncle Phil's responsible for that, the buying of that painting, she gonna flip a lid. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Philly, Philly's gonna come out, and I don't know if she's gonna travel back to Philly but with then, Will to go yeah, visit his see, mama. It's, it's so he's so devious, Michael Ely, because he said, "You remember he said if it sells for more than fifteen thousand, you gotta put it in my show." Mm-hmm. And then he put in the fifteen thousand dollar bid, like he was yeah. gonna make it happen regardless. You know what I'm Which saying? Wh- he whether he do. had to come off of fifteen thousand, or if he got out bid, he knew that he was gonna make it happen. So he's devious right. in that way. I yeah, think I it's gonna, gonna get really close. I don't think they're quite gonna cheat, but I think it's gonna get real close. And I think Uncle Phil is gonna catch and whoop their ass. That's really what I, I hope you're right. If not him, Jeffrey gonna whip that ass. But I oh, agree. Yeah. With you. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 One of them, Jeffrey. one of the two, something's gonna yeah. happen. But it's. A, I think that overall, my general judgment of the show, it's a good show. I think it's going in. I'm. I'm definitely. Curious <laughs> it'll it'll be funny next. as hell. It'll be funny if <laughs> right before Michael Elliott of uh Bill was getting ready to make out, he just go. This is a bullet, and then it goes over to Jeffrey, and it's just a smoking barrel. Oh <laughs> it just my goodness! Goes off screen. <laughs> I got one last theory. I know we need to wrap up. I got one last theory. I think Will Smith's long lost father is going to be Will Smith. That's what I heard online too. Somebody said that I saw a post and say, "What if Will plays Will?" Will's lost. That'll be crazy. That'll be but a lot of comments. A lot of comments were like, "No, no." no. I, I want to. I, I think it's a great. I think that's the only way you introduce him. And I want him to do exactly what Ben Vereen, ben Vereen did in the uh, in the original when he says, "It just happened." <laughs> I love I, first of all, I want to say this too. I feel bad for Ben Vereen. This man is an Emmy nominated, Golden Globe nominated, Broadway uh, dancer. With years of acting in television, movies, and dance experience, he is one of the most talented performers we've ever had. <laughs> and all we remember is that he's being a deadbeat dad. dad. <laughs> hey, I remember Zubaloo, or whatever it was called. Zubaloo, yeah. Zubaloo. yeah. I would, I would rather remember roots. him as a Chicken George. What? Yes. When he Chicken George? This man yeah. was roots. He was in roots, man. <laughs> This man, this man was, was was dancing on Broadway. Yep. He played Webster's uncle. Man, this guy. And, he, and that's the thing. Oh, he, he played Andre Three Thousand's daddy. He tried to adopt Webster, and Webster. He was trying to be a good man, and yeah, all we remember <laughs> is that he wasn't there for Will. Yep. It just happened. It just happened. <laughs> <laughs> Oh yeah, well we gotta wrap it up. So, <laughs> that's, that's, that's just my go-to right there. It just happened. 
Well, shit. Um, where can they find? <laughs> where can they find y'all at on the socials? So you can find me. Oh, oh, go ahead. Yes, go first. Yeah, yeah. I'm still laughing. You can find me. At it just happened on Instagram. <laughs> it just happened. I can't get over that. Um, get off my back. <laughs> now you can find me, the uh, Brick Jackson, on Instagram, um, Twitter when I check it. Um, uh, yeah, I got some stuff coming down the pipe. You know, I'll show old clips of stuff that I've done and new clips of things and that I'm working on. So just check me out. Instagram, the Brick Jackson. Nice. All right. You can find me on YouTube and TikTok as Prop Josh. Um, I have a show called Josh's Journal. Uh, search, oh, which I have another channel called Josh's Journal. So just search Josh's Journal. That's me. I have a bunch of episodes. Uh, Fresh Prince was my inspiration. So. Yeah, uh, you can find me at 7.30, spelled with a 7, on IG. Uh, you can find me on YouTube. Just search that on YouTube, 7.30, spelled with a 7. Um, any major music streaming platform, you can find me on Bandcamp, Vintage Noise with a Z, Records at Bandcamp. Uh, man, that was a lot of ground to cover. Uh, <laughs> what a classic show. <laughs> Uh, that show ain't going nowhere no time soon, man. That's forever gonna be a classic. So you know, it's not just a '90s classic; it's forever classic. It's influential. So yeah, don't be a uh, don't be a Ben Vereen uh, of a of a person. Don't be don't be a Ben Vereen of a person. Be be Blue more Smith. like a. Yeah. You can't be Lou Smith. You can be yeah, Ben Vereen. Yeah. Yeah, 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 be, be, yeah. Don't be Lou Smith. Uh, oh goodness! Be a be a Uncle Phil, be a James Avery. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Type of person. Strive for the strive for the stars. You know you can be fresh. Be a prince. Keep the jazz. Keep it jazzy. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! Good night, everybody. <laughs> Thank everybody for listening. You can uh, email us at Mark and Josh Show at gmail that's M-A-R-Q and Josh Show at gmail.com for questions, movie suggestions, corrections, personal reflections, beat selections. No, like seriously, if you got beats and you want to hear them play during a segment of the show, just send them over. We'll take a listen. We're going to keep doing this. We're going to upload every Thursday. And hey, maybe we'll hit you with a couple surprises. Who knows? Who cares? Hopefully you do. Either way, you know where we be at.